and welcome back to an unlikely friendship um except today's episode is going to be a little different um charity is dealing with some stuff so we have a special guest today and maybe for the next few episodes depending on how charity's feeling um and that special guest is the infamous paulo hello hello it's uh, nice to finally be on the podcast, even though I'm he talked sa- about every once in a while. He says finally, even though this is the fourth episode. <laughs> well, I feel like I get brought up uh, every once in a while in each episode. So so Charity is going to be out for at least a few episodes. So I am um, convinced, maybe slightly threatened Paulo to come on the episode because I figured everybody didn't want to listen to just my annoying voice. Um, so Paula's going to be taking her place for a little bit. Um, but before we get into the episode, we're going to do a fun icebreaker. I found this Reddit story, um, the am I the jerk? Um, and I'm going to say jerk because Charity doesn't like when I swear on the podcast. But um, so I'm going to just jump right into that. Okay, so I... 26 female thought this was something my husband 24 male was only doing with me am i exaggerating my husband works with mainly older women he's 24 but he does have a co-worker that's around his age for some reason i feel very jealous when he brings her up he tells me not to worry and to trust him he always says that she says like bro to him and that one day he's gonna ask her to come over so i can meet her that way i can get to know who she who he hangs out with at work and so that i can see how they interact so that i don't feel jealous but i still feel really insecure Today, I felt like it was my breaking point. We have this thing where we play rock, paper, scissors to see who's going to do something. For example, take the clothes out of the dryer. I know it's kind of childish, but we've been doing this since we were dating. It makes us laugh when the other person loses, and I felt like it was just our thing. Well, today, we had our match of rock, paper, scissors, and he won. So I started laughing, and he said, we're going to say her name is Jessica. Jessica is is so dumb I always beat her when we play. I immediately stopped laughing and asked him if he played with her too. He said he did and that it's no big deal. He saw that I was upset because my face completely changed and he said he plays with everyone, even with his guy friends. I felt super betrayed. I thought that was our thing. I was so upset I started crying like a little girl. He told me he plays with everyone, not just her, and he tried to hug me and make me feel better, but I wasn't buying it. (laughs) he told me it was special when he plays with me I don't know if I'm exaggerating I understand that it's a very common game to play but I just felt so betrayed in that moment I feel like I can no longer play this game the same way with him because it won't feel special anymore is it my fault for making this thing in my head or am I in the right for being upset debate what do you think Paulo (laughs) I think to start off by her mentioning that she thought it was just something that they shared between themselves but cannot everyone play rock paper scissors like if we play rock paper scissors does that mean that we're stealing their thing well they're not just playing rock paper scissors though they're playing rock paper scissors to choose who does the chore right okay but who so i think i do that with people but 
I think it can go both ways here. So she assumed that it was just their thing. I guess it comes down to, you know, them knowing if that's only their special, you know, relationship uh, thing that they do together. And just assuming because rock, paper, scissors obviously can be done by anybody. It's not just a relationship thing. But doing it to choose who does the duties is what kind of separates it from just being a normal rock, paper, scissors interaction. So I feel like in that context, it is special to them, I guess, because... But anybody can do that. I wouldn't be upset if that was our thing and you were like, oh, I played rock, paper, scissors with this girl at work. Right. I think she's exaggerating. Right. I think that a little bit she is as well, because like I said, I think it hurt so much just because the fact that she assumed that it was just their special, uh, something they shared between themselves. But it can be shared with anybody. I don't think that's very like sentimental, something special. I guess I can't speak for everyone's uh, relationship, but. So do you think she was exaggerating? I do think that, you know, she's allowed to be upset about it because maybe it was a, it was obviously a shocker to her. She felt that it was just something they shared between themselves in their relationship. So to hear that it's happening outside of that. Can it's not like he's be... having sex with this girl right. that we know of. But at the same time. Maybe he is. Maybe that's the work wife. Well, maybe she has a reason to be upset. But in what the information that she gave us, I think she's exaggerating. She's being kind of immature. I do think, yeah, she's taking a little bit too far. She could be upset about it, but for her to, you know, obviously kind of crumble and start crying and be really upset about it, she could just be very emotional and very attached to her boyfriend. So the fact that uh, she heard he was doing something she thought was special just between them with someone else. That's really validating. Get upset her. I'm really surprised at your answer. I thought for I'm sure you would good, be like... Eh? You've been teaching me a lot. I been thought learning. for sure you would say she's exaggerating. Who gets mad at that? Like, well, But I said that. We've completely switched places. I do think she is exaggerating a little bit. Take notes, man. I don't think it's healthy at the same time to take everything that harsh. Okay. Well, that was our little fun icebreaker. And now we're going to get into the fun stuff. Yeah, here we go. Okay, so now we are going to get into the meat of the episode. So today we're going to be talking about navigating healthy relationships um, after being in a toxic one. And if you listened to our dating episode last week, you will know that Paulo and I have been together for just over a year. Um, and depending on how um, clearly you listen to that episode, you may or may not know that before we got together, we were both in pretty toxic relationships. Um we both have experience with our partners being unfaithful, which is the word that Paula made me use instead of cheater. Cheater just is not a fun word to hear, I feel. Okay, but cheating is not fun. Cheating is not fun. If you cheat on someone, you deserve to be called a cheater. You do. <laughs> it is very, it's a terrible thing to do to someone. And it definitely uh, hurts the person a lot. So, yeah. So, you know, the payback of calling them a cheater, rightfully so that they are, is yeah. deserving, I guess. But Yeah, I just needed to say that because he wouldn't let me say cheater. And now I'm saying it. Um, so, yeah, we both have experiences with being cheated on. Our partner is lying to us and just like not treating us the best. Um, and when we first got together, it was really hard for both of us. Like 
to come from being in such chaotic, toxic relationships and then trying to get together and like be in this healthy relationship when neither of us really had much experience with a healthy relationship um, or really knowing anything about what that looks like. Um, I was really worried that Paula was going to be like all of the other guys that I've dated, specifically like my last relationship that I talked about a little bit in the last episode. Um, it was really hard for me to trust him. And how did you feel when we got together, Paulo? Uh, it was tough at the beginning because of coming out of the previous relationship. You carry a few things over with you. Like what? Um, which isn't a good thing to do. And I feel like I'm pretty good at starting a new relationship and starting with a brand new mindset. I know it's not healthy to go into a new relationship with negative habits or, you know, bad habits or just uh, insecurities from a previous relationship and do a brand new one because eventually you will just destroy. Okay, but why was it hard to be with me? Well, it wasn't hard to be with you. You're a pretty easygoing person and it's you communicate a lot with you make with me about what you want so you do voice pretty much exactly what you want me to do but as for the aspect of going into a new relationship from a toxic one well you felt like when we first got together you thought for sure you were gonna have to delete all of your female friends right things and you could say that's toxic as well that is a you know not necessarily toxic for my part but just things I've learned from being in previous relationships that just became the norm to me, I guess. Like, you thought it was normal. Right. And then when I said, like, no, you don't have to delete her from Snapchat, you were kind of shocked. Right. I think that was, like, mostly your only experience that you've had. Right. And it's too bad that, uh, you know, some people think that's toxic. Some people think that it's not toxic to but have I, to do that. I think that's a really normal thing that happens like it's not normal it shouldn't happen but I think like even some of my friends who are relatively healthy and like in healthy relationships I would say they kind of have that mindset that you shouldn't have female friends on social media or like which I think is toxic but like you shouldn't like their pictures you shouldn't talk to them like you shouldn't talk to an ex-girlfriend which funny story you are good friends with one of your ex-girlfriends so shout out to her um but yeah I just don't think that way so when we first got together like you thought you were gonna have to delete her and like your other female friends and that was kind of oh a shocker for you right and I think those things became normalized when they shouldn't be normalized necessarily Yeah. yeah there are ways to you know, obviously going through a relationship, I don't really care about. I never had a lot of female friends growing up or even through high school, this and that, because. If you know Paulo now, you would think that he doesn't talk at all. You would think he's pretty quiet, which actually, if you know him, know him, you're going to be shocked that he's even doing this podcast episode with me because that's how little he talks. Like all of my friends are like, how do we get Paulo to talk? Apollo in high school, I could not imagine. I didn't know you in high school, but you did not speak to like any girls, right? Or I anybody speak, in general. 
if I speak with whoever comes across my path, I'm not really someone to sit down and <laughs> That's make small very talk. Deep. Um, I don't really care to go out of my way to, you know, make friendships. I'm happy with who I come across, who's close with me. If I make th- friends through sports or just being in class with them. Yeah, like you have a lot of friendships. You have a lot of friends from high school, whereas I don't really. Like all of your guy friends are pretty much your friends from high school or like quite a few of them. Right. And I feel like I keep my friends. I keep the friendships that I make initially throughout my life. I never really get rid of friends. I don't cut really any friends out unless they're seriously, you know, just negative to my life. But I feel like I'm very good at noticing that early on. I'm really good at reading people. And that's very similar to me. Except I feel like I cut people out a lot more than you do. Right. You're a lot more harsh than I am. But (laughs) I think part of why I'm so good at reading people and getting a really early feeling of who they are is because I'm quiet and I just watch. I'm kind of a watcher and a listener Mm -hmm. rather than being, you know, having to be the center of attention and maybe missing out on a lot. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And I feel like you're just really nice. I feel like it's easy for people like us who are really, really nice and like would give you the shirt off our backs to get wrapped up into these toxic relationships with narcissists because we want to help people. And like in your last relationship, I know that you really wanted to help that person. My last relationship, I really wanted to help him. Um, I felt like maybe if I just loved him enough, he would change or he would like learn how to treat me well. Um, And I don't know if that was your experience, but that was definitely my experience. Um, But when I first got with Paulo, I don't know. I don't really remember like what I was thinking at that time, but I know that like all I had had prior to Paulo was chaos. And Paulo is like the most stable person that I've ever met in my entire life. The only other person I could compare Paulo to is Dan. Charity's Dan. <laughs> the two you're just, kings. Yeah, two kings. You're just so stable and like you're never like... And Charity and I are very similar in the way that like we are not stable. Like we're not unstable, but we're kind of like all over the place. Like we have a lot of emotions. We're a lot. And you and Dan are both like not a lot. Just calm, cool, and collected at all times. And how two very calm, easygoing guys end up with two <laughs> crazy unstable girls. emotionally. Charity, I need to put a disclaimer here. Charity is not unstable like I am. So don't put her in that box. Okay, well, to whatever degree of instability uh, ch- Charity falls under, of course, we would end up with two girls like that, right? And same with you girls, uh, you would end up with two stable guys like us. Maybe that's what we need for each other. That's what I was going to say. I feel like I bring that crazy side out of you a little bit. And I challenge you to like get out of your comfort zone. Challenge my patience. And you bring me down a couple notches sometimes. Not all the time. Um, But because my only experience was chaos and Paula was so stable... Like when he wasn't gaslighting me and this took like quite a few months for me to get out of this mindset. And I would say sometimes I'm still in the mindset of like, if it's not chaos, it's not fun. 
So being in a stable relationship was really hard because if you weren't gaslighting me or you weren't being toxic, like I was bored. I was like, you must not love me like my ex-boyfriend loved me because he treated me like crap. But then when it was bad, it was like really bad. But when it was good, it was like so good, like the best you've ever felt. And so I didn't, we don't have those ups and downs. So for a while it was like, I don't really think that he like loves me because you weren't giving me those high highs does that make sense right and uh when you fight a lot um there's obviously when you fight a lot (laughs) there's obviously uh you know you get very angry sad a lot of emotions that you experience through fighting so that when all things calm down later and whether you make up or i think whether you make up or not you still obviously love that person. You're just very upset with them. That you went through so many emotions after that. It's adrenaline. That you really, you become very vulnerable, if you want to say, or very, you just are experiencing such emotions like in depth that you just all of a sudden fall in love with them, I guess. Because you're feeling so many emotions that you don't want to fight. You don't want to argue. You just want this relationship to be happy and be in love and be happy with each other. But when you fight, obviously, you know, things go completely opposite. But you feel regret after and was it worth it? And you might feel a little bit dumb. Am I overreacting? So. Well, for me, I think it was the adrenaline of fighting. And then it got obviously my adrenaline like pumping through my veins and then he would treat me like absolute garbage but then he would always come back and every time he came back he would like love bomb me and then that also got my adrenaline going because I was like oh my god like this guy loves me so much but then when it was bad it was like really bad so when you weren't giving me those like ups and downs it felt too too stable for me and I I kind of attributed stableness in a relationship to like boring like I couldn't imagine being with a nice guy because it was boring which is I think very common for people yeah you do see that on uh, TikTok quite often where people relate being in toxic relationships or just very chaotic relationships and then when they do get in a healthy relationship you know, you see everyone in the comments or even just what the TikTok is about saying that the healthy relationship that they're in, they relate to being boring. Yeah. So because there's no chaos anymore, there's no fighting. It's just, you know, waking up and I feel like it's kind of like when you hang out with your best friend, you're just going out, you know, you're going to have a good time. You know, you're going to do something you both enjoy. And then after that, you separate you go home and it was a good time every time but you had the opposite experience with me because I wasn't chaotic you liked that right for me I hated it because you weren't chaotic and I felt like I was bored sometimes at the beginning but you had the opposite feeling right for me I have a lot of patience and you (laughs) (laughs) you have to uh, patience is good. I always say if you're not patient, you'll become one. Oh, wow. When uh, it comes to a relationship, you're, for me anyways, I seek 
you know, I don't want to be with someone that tests my patients every single day. I do Because that. eventually it runs out. I test your patients every single to day. To a degree. I mean, there's obviously normal bumps in the road that are going to happen. And it's just part of a relationship. Not everybody is perfect or, you know, the exacts. They don't think the exact same way. But I want that peace in the relationship. Not to the point where, you know, everyone's saying that it's boring. There's still ways to have fun in a relationship without having to be, you know, toxic and fighting and arguing and all of that. I don't think that that should be a form of fun in a relationship. But Yeah, but it is. Some people like the chaos because I think, like being said, there's just so many emotions that go with it that uh, that's where the fun is brought. Yeah. And it's not necessarily fun, I don't think. It's just that roller coaster of emotions. But for a lot of people, like for me, my whole life was chaotic. So I grew up with fighting and like I that that was normal for me so and I think that this is where we're a little bit different because I feel like we like everybody has fighting in their childhood like nobody nobody grows up with no chaos like that it's just that doesn't happen um but for me it was like that's what I sought out and I thought was normal from people and so for us like we don't really ever fight like that like, we argue, we bicker, but we don't fight. Right. There's going to be disagreements and arguments, but they're not, like, they're not arguments about, uh, oh, I heard that you were with some other person the other night, or, you know, you you go out and you didn't tell me where you were, or things like that. They're not relationship, uh, they don't jeopardize the relationship, those yeah. arguments. We're they're not just, toxic. Right. They're just, you know, like, maybe a few minor communication uh issues here and there or you know i i would say we argue about normal things people should argue about but in both of our previous relationships it was very much like where are you who are you with like you're not telling me this you're cheating on right. me you're every doing argument this. was a relationship jeopardizing argument it could possibly end at that moment because what you're arguing about is probably not a good thing yeah but um, I feel like at times a toxic relationship like that is seems very healthy or seems like nothing is wrong. You almost tell yourself that nothing is wrong because the maybe you're both toxic to each other. Maybe only one person is toxic, the guy or the girl. I feel like it's impossible to be in a toxic relationship and not get toxic yourself. Right. Eventually. Like both people have to be toxic. Yeah. I think to... eventually, like, I can uh, say a few points <laughs> if you want to talk about that now or later. But uh, as to where I was going, it almost feels like it's a good relationship at the time when you're not fighting, just because you know both parties are probably avoiding an argument. Because once you spark up an argument, People get angry, start saying things that they've been holding in. Uh, they start... You do that. I do, yeah, which you, I shouldn't. You bottle everything up. And actually, that should be in our list of tips. It should be, yeah, definitely. Don't uh, bottle things up. But <laughs> to a degree, you know, if I don't think that they're that important or, you know... Then you let them... You have to let them go. I think it's good to learn how to just take things in, think about them, which I do a lot. I don't talk much because I'm always talking in my head. So <laughs> I think it's good to just talk to yourself for a little bit about what you felt and 
yeah how that experience went and then it doesn't have to get brought up you talked about it with yourself anyone who knows me knows that i literally talk out loud to myself to work through problems yeah so which is yeah, however you do it is good as long as you're dealing with it but <laughs> You're just both, at the end of the day, you're just avoiding an argument. Now, one person might be avoiding an argument because they know if an argument gets brought up, it might jeopardize the relationship or they don't want to deal with an issue that they know is happening. But I feel like that's probably the non-toxic person doing that. Right. Like you didn't bring things up because you were afraid that if you did, she would break up with you or it would cause this like huge fight and like you would be fighting for days and then you would be blocked right i literally block you i avoid conflict i hate fighting i hate arguments uh obviously there are arguments that need to happen but i would avoid arguments in a similar way so the the interesting part of this is we were both in toxic relationships but we were also both the victim i would say like we weren't the good guy too yeah we weren't we're not perfect either but we weren't, no. we're definitely not toxic either. No, we weren't instigating things. Like I wasn't cheating on him and you weren't cheating on her in that relationship. So I would say like the, our partners were the toxic ones. Um, and everybody like has their little toxic moments. Like I have been so toxic in my life and I'm not saying that I'm perfect or, or that I haven't been that kind of person. Cause I like, I have very much been like your ex-girlfriend and I'm like kind of, embarrassed to say that but also not embarrassed because we're gonna do a whole episode on therapy but um I had to go to therapy to figure out like why I was craving that chaos and even after like in my last relationship I wasn't really toxic like I was in like response to his toxicness which is something that I know you experienced too but I wasn't the sorry the toxic one per se so I like was in therapy and I was figuring out like why was I so toxic in my like previous relationship before that and with the last relationship I was in I was like very determined to not be toxic again and it turns out he was actually toxic so I feel like everybody gets toxic at some point but it's interesting because now you have two people who have been in toxic relationships but Neither of them were the one instigating the toxicness. We were both the victims. So now you have two people who are traumatized getting into a relationship and trying to make it healthy. But you had a completely different experience than I did. Even though our relationships were similar, they were also very different. But you are a Libra, though. And Libras are, like, well-known to be the peacekeepers. So, the like, to the point where they will sometimes lie like tell little white lies to kind of like avoid that confrontation I feel like you're very much like that you don't lie but you'll do whatever you can to avoid conflict in any capacity definitely like I should not I guess you can it obviously becomes related to not wanting to argue like I hate arguing I hate having that argument and then feeling the kind of tension between my girlfriend and I that all of a sudden you know you're not happy anymore at the time, not in the whole relationship, but now you're sitting there, you know, who's going to make up first, who's going to break the ice, uh, you know, going through that argument when you get upset with each other. Now you have to sit there and unless you make up right away and it was just a simple argument or you're really good at communicating and you guys don't get angry and hold that anger in for a little bit after the argument you're losing time with that person. You know, you guys could be happy in that time. You could be doing something fun, but instead you fought and you're sitting there upset with each other. 
not talking, you know, if you're being a little bit petty, you're going to sit there and wait for the other person to break the ice and come apologize. Or... That's me. So that's a big reason on why I hate arguing. Yeah. But I think that that's exactly how we get into these toxic relationships because you hate arguing. I hate arguing and I hated conflict in my last relationship. And I also, like we were talking about earlier, felt like anytime I brought anything up in any capacity, I was going to get yelled at. I was going to get like just ripped to shreds. And I think you had that same experience. Right. It just became that it wasn't even worth it. So I would just tell myself eventually that what's the point, you know, I'll just keep my mouth shut and have the argument with myself in my head because I already know what the outcome is if I voice it. I already know what's going to happen. That's not healthy. Oh, definitely not. But eventually you (laughs) convince yourself that the arguments aren't worth it. Right. So then you put two people like that in a relationship where all they've ever experienced is you can't communicate because when you communicate, it's a big fight and you break up. And like in your situation, like she blocked you for days at a time. Right. And I had a similar experience too. Like we would break up all the time and like everything was always my fault. Like he could never, I don't think I've ever heard him actually like genuinely apologize for something and not turn it around on me and not gaslight me. Um, But then you put those two people in relationships who are used to just not communicating and like not expressing their feelings because they're afraid of how the other person will react it kind of creates a recipe for disaster. And we had a hard time for a bit. Like we've had rough times because I think of our past relationships. Like I know that there have been certain times where I've expressed that I didn't like something someone sent you and your reaction was, okay, I'll just delete her. Cause that was like your experience. Right. It's like, I would just rush to the, the fix you know mm-hmm. and right like meanwhile the- i don't want you to delete the person i just want you to apologize and be like oh i didn't realize like that that upset you so much like how like how can i move forward with that yeah i don't care if you have female friends like actually i don't care at all i have male friends lots of male friends that i talk to like every day but i think we both had those habits that were very toxic that we had to develop to survive in our toxic relationships. Yeah. So we never were toxic and we didn't come into the relationship toxic, but we did come in with bad habits. Yeah. Like I've creeped your phone a couple times. Right. And I mean, (laughs) you're saying, right? Like you knew it happened. You You had no idea. If you did or not, go ahead because I avoid uh conflict and i avoid arguments so i don't do anything wrong and that's not just i don't do anything wrong because i don't want to argue that's just me being a good person and understanding a relationship exactly but when we first got together though i couldn't just trust that like i haven't creeped your phone since the beginning of our relationship and the only reason i creeped your phone was because i didn't trust that you were who you said you were because in my last relationship I had to creep the phone all the time when he wasn't expecting it. And that's how I found out he was cheating on me. One of the ways I found out he was cheating on me. But um, so when I got with you, I was like, okay, I need to make sure that you actually are a nice guy. And I feel really bad about that. And that's why I never told you that I creeped your phone. Like you had no idea. You knew that I did because I've told you that. But you had no idea when I did it, 
no what i looked through because i'm that good and well even if you did i mean you, you wouldn't could come care. up to me and say i checked your phone i know a lot of people argue that like oh well if anyone's checking your phone obviously they don't trust you because they shouldn't even think about checking your phone but i didn't trust you right that's the thing and if we were that early on or even not even early on if any time through the relationship you feel like you don't trust me then go ahead because yeah. everybody has their moments where they get insecure or they have they saw something that they might have questioned or saw it you know heard or saw or heard in the wrong context yeah go ahead if you want the reassurance go ahead all i have to say is you have to give the nice guys a chance and if you think that they're too nice they are too nice but that's exactly what you want i thought you were way too nice and i think i told like our mutual friend that set us up i think that was the first thing i said like no i think he's too nice for me because i i don't know i just never like fully trusted that you actually were as nice as you like come across but you actually are like you're not flirting with girls anytime someone like your ex messaged you you told me right away like that's like you're just a genuine person but I've never been with like a well not never sorry I don't have a lot of experience with genuine people and actually like keeping that relationship healthy because I've been the toxic one in my last relationship that was like healthy I guess with a healthy person um so We talked a little bit about how it was hard for us to be together after being in really toxic relationships. Um, And we do have like a couple of tips. Not that we are experts because we're definitely not. But I like to think we have a really good relationship. Like we're besties. We have friends that we hang out with that really look up to our relationship. Like we, we have worked really, really hard to get our relationship where it is. And that doesn't mean that we don't have issues. It doesn't mean that, like, we don't hate each other sometimes. Because, well, you don't hate me, but I I strongly dislike you at times. <laughs> but it's more so, like, my issue. But I'm in therapy, and, like, I, I will go to therapy and talk about what I'm feeling before I ever make a decision, like, to end the relationship or like make any of those kind of rash decisions which I think is important which yeah I really appreciate that because in you know dealing with that previously as soon as something went wrong and there was some blame to be put on someone if you know the blame to be put on me I'm not perfect of course but the blame usually came my way it was almost like the person was trying to get mad at me so that they could break up with me but that's what they do though that's what narcissists do They can't take accountability for their own actions, so they will always spin it around on you. Right, they want the relationship to end that they were, you know, the good one, and they had blame was put on you, and you were the bad one. That's why, like, in the last episode, I talked about how I catfished my ex-boyfriend. I actually told you that on our first date, and I think that's the reason why we're still together. And I thought that was actually genius. Like, that's (laughs) I told her, right, actually to her face, that if she ever did that to me, I wouldn't even be mad, because that's actually how in-depth and how patient she was with the outcome is actually like incredible. And I kept that locked up. I did not tell a single person about that story. Like maybe like my best friends, but he, I'm like, he probably still doesn't know unless he listens to that episode. He would have no idea that it was me. And I kept it locked up because I knew, and that like comes right back to what I was saying earlier. Like they, 
can't take accountability. So if he ever found out that that was me, I knew he was going to say, well, I knew it was you and that's why I did it. So of he course, wouldn't have they're to always going to have an excuse. Right? Yeah, but so he wouldn't have to take accountability for it, even though yeah. the way he reacted by like breaking the door down and like trying to take it, almost breaking the door down and trying to take like his phone back from me. Like that's not the reaction of someone who's innocent. <laughs> of course, as soon as a lot of people say, you know, you'll see or hear that uh, if you want to know what if you're having issues trusting your partner, just grab their phone and see the reaction. Yeah. That'll speak, you know, way more than seeing evidence. So, yeah. uh, which it's true. I mean, as soon as you pick up someone's phone, you can tell whether they're don't they don't even bat an eye at you, mm-hmm. or you know, you can tell when someone hands their phone over, but they have that little bit of but anxiousness behind them. But I'm gonna play devil's devil's advocate for a second because I react like that sometimes when you grab my phone, and that's only because in my last relationship, he would go through my phone and he would find something and take it out of context. Definitely. That was same. And freak out. Same for me. Yeah. So So, every time you touch my phone, every time you're like looking over my shoulder, not that you're reading my messages, but sometimes like I don't want to give you my phone or I don't want to like text in front of you because I'm afraid that you're going to, someone's going to text me something that I wasn't expecting and you're going to read it and take it out of context and freak out, even though you've never done that. But that's been my experience. And I, I wouldn't say, like, I have that feeling so much anymore, but for a long time, I did. Yeah, that's where we can relate because I experienced the exact same uh, thing that you're explaining. Yeah. So until I got used to you, I was worried as well. Like, I have nothing to hide. If I, you know, you wanted to go through my phone, go ahead. By all means, whether you tell me or not, go for it. But... I was worried because previously, if, you know, I had nothing to hide ever, I, even though I was always being blamed, you know, I was dealing with the toxic person, I still stayed true to that person and didn't cheat on them, didn't do anything, lie behind their back and whatnot. Which is good for you. I saw the relationship out and gave my best effort until it was time just to go. So uh, at any point, if they wanted to check my phone, which I, of course, being, you know, the person and uh, the way that they think. They continued to check my phone because they were guilty. Yeah. So they needed to check my phone in order to, you know, see if I was being guilty back. If and I then was she would back, use that against you. If right. You and then were. blame it on me. Oh, you're cheating yeah. on me. You're lying to me. This and that. Right. Yeah. So. I think that's a big reason why so coming into this relationship where until I got used to Jessica seeing that she was a good person and not toxic and a lot of, you know, new habits I had to make in a healthy way. I always felt the same where I was scared to give her my phone or for her to take my phone because she might see something, take it out of context, something as easily as like, oh, you have a girlfriend or, you know, one of my not the previous ex-girlfriend, but the one that helped set us up uh, on Snapchat and then immediately get mad at me. And, you know, why are you talking to your ex? Red flag, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But you guys are just good friends. Right. And, you know, that's a huge uh, controversial topic there that can definitely you can spend a whole episode talking on that one, whether you should be friends with girls or guys and even bring it out to as far as should you be but friends see, with your ex. But that's one thing I think I had in the notes that I actually I think it's in our tips, but we'll just Actually, we'll leave that be. But I think 
we should probably get into the tips a little bit because we, for someone who doesn't talk very much, right? And you have a lot to say in this episode. I don't talk much. Just uh, like I said before, I'm not a big small talker. If I'm passionate about a topic, you know, I fish a lot. If you t- get started about fishing and I see you're interested in fishing, I could talk your ear off. So. Should we do a whole episode on fishing? <laughs> fishing tips with Paul. Yeah, <laughs> I, uh, as my friends, you know, would say. I don't catch uh, too many fish, but I think they just like to give me a hard time. So, yeah. uh, anyways, I ramble a lot once I do get talking, and I'm here, there, you know, back and forth. Uh, I'm all over the place. I don't stick on one topic it's and just hard. keep talking all the way through about it. I get sidetracked, as I'm sure you guys can probably been tell hard by to now. keep him on track here. Jessica and I are going back and forth. I'm trying to say something. So, <laughs> Next thing you know, we're talking about something else. But yeah, that's just the story of our lives. So, what is your first tip, Paulo? Uh, so coming into the relationship. I think it's really important. Um, I'm going to speak from the, if you want to call me the healthy person or the healthier person uh, from my previous relationship. Coming into the relationship with Jessica, learning that she is healthy. She has a lot of healthy habits. She goes to therapy. She knows how to deal with things, communicate. Uh, Don't come into the relationship painting everyone with the same brush. So I didn't want to come into this relationship thinking that, oh, you know, every girl is a cheater, every girl is a liar, you know, is has guys, a bunch of guys that they're talking to. Which I think is really hard to do. Definitely. So Because I paint everybody with the same brush sometimes. Like, I don't really trust men as much as, like, you trust women. Because I have had so many negative experiences with men that my original thought is like, you must be a piece of crap because. Right. Eventually that when the habit is built, you know, your mindset or they give you a reason, you know, all these guys are giving you reasons to think that way, which is too bad, you know, cause maybe a nice guy or, you know, someone like me comes along and I'm getting painted with the same brush. It might not put me, you know, in the same, in a very good uh, position to yeah. show my, how you know that i'm a nice guy but that causes you anxiety like right so So, like you said i mean for you to want to check my phone to see if i'm actually as nice as i think i (laughs) was i or that you think i am you know you want to see who i actually am can i be upset with you know her jessica in a way really because yeah you can go ahead you know uh if speaking as a guy if that's what uh, you know, the mentality that previous guys have given you and you want that reassurance with me, then go ahead. I'll I'll allow you that reassurance so that our relationship can work. But back to what I'm saying, don't paint everyone with the same brush. It's easy. It would have been easy for me to come into this relationship thinking that I was going to get cheated on. Everything that was happening was behind my back. You know, Jessica's a liar. I can't trust her. But I know coming into the relationship with that mindset was just going to destroy this relationship eventually or not just allow its full potential. So yeah, don't come into the relationship. It's really hard to let go. Like you said, it's really hard to let go of those uh, insecurities and bad habits that you learned in the previous toxic relationship. But, but as I feel best like- as you can, don't come in with those habits. If you're going to get into another serious relationship, it is up to you to fix the trauma that 
you developed from your last right it's too bad that you go through a toxic relationship get it treated poorly through the whole relationship and now you're single and you still have to deal with the uh experiences and you know the work to become healthy again that that person really traumatized you with so yeah you're left with the burden after uh and even like after my relationship like i was casually dating for like a year and a half before we met um and the first few people that I was, like, talking to, like, I don't think I talked to anybody for longer than, like, a month. Um, but I feel bad for that per- first person that I met up with after my last relationship because I had a lot of trauma. So I was, like, thinking that he was, like, a piece of crap like my ex-boyfriend was. And, like, I yeah, I think about that a lot sometimes. But, like, now I think to myself, like, in this relationship, even though I was cheated on so many times in my last relationship, I think to myself with you, like, if you want to cheat on me, you're going to cheat on me. And nothing I say, do, whatever is going to stop that if you really want to. So me looking through your phone isn't going to stop you from cheating on me. Me, like, being crazy and toxic isn't going to stop you from cheating on me because I wasn't crazy. I wasn't toxic in my last relationship. And, like, I think about all the hot celebrities that get cheated on all the time, like, if you want, if the, your boyfriend wants to cheat on you, they're going to cheat on you. Right. So the best thing you can do is to just stay calm and be healthy and trust them until they give you a reason not to. Yep. And you'll be able to, if you guys are close enough and you, you know, right from the beginning that you're in a good relationship, usually the, you know, their toxic behaviors and whatnot come out a little bit later. Once they know they have you and have convinced you they're a good person, it comes out later, right? So by then you should have a good read uh, of who they are. And as soon as you notice those habits or they're kind of being a little bit short with you all of a sudden, you'll know. It's not like all of a sudden you need to question, you know, are they doing stuff behind my back? And if they are giving you reasons not to trust them, then walk away. Like, why do you want to be with someone like that? Right, they'll speak with their actions. And then it's up to you, I guess, to take a chance with those actions until you have proof which i know everybody wants everybody wants that proof because they don't want to him right and say (laughs) if it has to come to that uh point then for sure but But i hope that it never does i would never and that leads us into our next tip but that would never happen to me again because now i have set boundaries and deal breakers with you like you know my boundaries you know clearly what i would be upset about and what I wouldn't be upset about. You have female friends. You have your ex-girlfriend on Snapchat. You talk to her every day. And that doesn't... Not my uh, previous ex-girlfriend. Yes, sorry. The, uh, one, one of your ex-girlfriends, we'll, we'll say. We'll say ex-girlfriend number one. <laughs> so you have ex-girlfriend number one on Snapchat. You talk every single day and it doesn't bother me. Like, not even a little bit. Um, But you know, like your boundaries and you know like you're not flirting with her like I feel really confident that you are staying true to what my boundaries are and because you are like a good person um but like you assumed that my boundary was just not having girls on snapchat at all right first I walked into the relationship with all those thoughts in my head I'm probably gonna have to get rid of you know all the I'm not that I, I really don't talk to very many girls I have maybe three or four on snapchat 
and they're like true actual like Good friends, friends that are just happen to be and i know them all course. right i don't know all of them i but... think it helps that you do know them and the ones that i did have that you didn't know now you are somewhat friends with yeah. so you got a reading of you know so suspicion or not so. i took it upon myself to go and meet your girlfriends to know if like I got any weird vibes from them and I don't. Right. So and I, I think it would have been a red flag right off the bat if I was hesitant to even let you meet them. Yeah. So that could be a, a big, uh, big red flag right off the bat. If yeah. I'm questioning, you know, hesitant, oh, you know, you, they're not important or, you know, you don't need to worry about them. That's a big one. You don't yeah. need to worry about them. You probably We're need just to worry friends. About them. It's fine. But like, I think the best tip I can have in relationships is if your partner has been in a toxic relationship and they are a bit hesitant like you in the beginning of of our relationship you were a little bit hesitant about like my guy friends a little bit not like intensely but you had like your like weirdness about about it because of your past experiences um but my reaction was I completely understand so what can I do to like make you feel better about it and we just had a discussion about it instead of me being like, oh, we're just friends. Like, don't worry about it. I didn't dismiss your feelings because I understand it. But if I would have said like, oh, my friend Chris, like he's just a friend. Like you don't need to worry about him. That's like kind of a red flag a little bit. Right. It's always going to ha- you're always going to have that suspicion in the back of your head, whether, uh, you know, they're a good person or not until you really get to meet them. And like I said, I think it all falls on you'll get those signs if they're being short with you you know, say Jessica was never really showing her phone around me or uh, she doesn't talk much. Jessica tells me everything about her friends, you know, what they did, what they talked about and whatnot. So she'll follow every she's second always of my sharing day. things with me. So it's never like I need to question like, oh, what were you guys talking about the other day? She'll I tell, tell him me what my bowel movements are like for the day. Oh, how many times I went pee. <laughs> she is the definition of TMI. But yeah, but I think the important part for this tip is like, clearly clearly identify your boundaries like from the very beginning i said if you lie to me if you cheat on me if you're deleting messages if you're being suspicious i will end it like right. i will not i think those it. are just uh you know should be the uh, base for a relationship if you're doing any of those things you know yeah but person's up to something. it's also easy to like delete relate delete relationships delete messages because you're worried how i'm going to react if i see them but i made it very clear from the beginning like if i see something that upsets me and this is going to go into our next tip i'm going to communicate it to you and we'll have a discussion about it right and then i'm going to feel your reaction and see if like i actually think you're telling me the truth and if i don't then we're going to have an issue but if like it was just nothing and I'm overreacting because of my past experience. We're just going to talk about it and that's fine. But if it continues and you're still deleting messages, even though you know that's my boundary, then I'm just going to leave. Right. And I can't really, uh, I think it would be wrong to for me to get mad at you in that situation as well, knowing that I have experienced that. I feel like it, I would be a hypocrite. You have never gotten annoyed with me or gotten mad with, at me when I've asked to see a message like sometimes right. you'll be talking to like one of your girlfriends and I'm like what are you talking about and you've never not showed me yeah because and it's just casual you're just like oh we're talking about like her boyfriend or we're talking about I, this or whatever I know what it's like and so I you know and that at that time I wanted that reassurance that I never got so who am I to 
give you a hard time or get mad at you for asking me for reassurance. But so. I don't ask that because I don't trust you. Because I ask that even with your guy friends when you right. guys are texting because I'm just nosy. I just want to know what you're talking about right. so that so, we can talk about it. I guess reassurance makes it sound like you think I'm cheating or lying. No, I don't. Uh, you know, talking behind your back. But uh, I just want to really... be a part of your friendships. <laughs> right. At the end of the day... If I was, you know, being hesitant and questioning you, why, you know, why do you need to see my phone or who, what is, what is the matter what we're talking about? I think then that would start to give you the thought like, oh, well, now he's kind of being secretive yeah. about things. So yeah. don't, uh, don't be a hypocrite, you know, allow the person to question you on things mm -hmm. because why, why do you need to be so stubborn? Uh, and also if you it's know. It's just going to help your relationship. But also, so. if you know they are coming from toxic relationships, like, just be more patient with them. Right. And don't patient. allow them to be toxic. Like, I'm not going through your phone every day and, like, questioning where you are, what you're doing, how long you were there. Like, right. that would be toxic. I'm like, just, I have certain days where I feel a bit more insecure or, like, I see something, like, a couple days ago I saw, like, um, my ex-boyfriend's new girlfriend posted something on TikTok and I didn't have her blocked. Um, and it triggered me. So for a few days, I was like a little bit emotional because I was like dealing with those feelings, but like, I'm never toxic to rarely. Sorry. I shouldn't say never. Cause I am sometimes, but rarely am I ever like super toxic. Well, you're never toxic in a way that I would end a relationship over because you're not toxic. You know, you're not lying behind my back. You're not cheating on me. You're not doing things like that. So you're not toxic like that. I mean, yeah. you're not toxic in general. I would not even consider you toxic at all. But which maybe you get upset or you get, you know, insecure at times. And you, but you ask me things, and then I tell you, and you accept the answer. So, but if you're listening and you knew me three or four years ago, you're probably thinking like, no, she's the most toxic person I've ever met because I used to be. Right. I used to be so toxic, and I'm so glad that you're on this episode because you can. Like vouch for me that I, I have so, done so much work, and we only have like ten minutes left. But it's nice that Jessica shared that with me. I'll just speak quickly that she was like that because I've been very I, open about the way I've treated previous partners. And I think what I've it done. takes a lot to open up and say that you were a bad person previously. You were toxic. You did ruin the relationship. You were, you know, you feel bad for the person that you were with because it shows that they're not hiding that they're a bad person right she's not trying to hide that she's a uh was lying or this and that whatever she well, did i didn't want something to come up and be like did you know that jessica did this to like this person right and you to be blindsided it takes a lot to admit it and then i even have told her before like i'm happy that i get to experience a relationship with her when she is and you know is being a good person is healthy and you know got over those uh whatever she was dealing with at the time that made her act that way but I am thankful that, you know, I feel bad for the guys that, or just one guy that had to experience her in that phase. Definitely but, wasn't just one guy, but. So I am lucky, you know, I told her I'm lucky and I'm happy that she is healthy and I can experience a healthy relationship for her. So she yeah. teaches me a lot. So that's uh, good too, that she went through that phase, came out of it, went to therapy. Everything happens for a reason. And now she is actually went she went from toxic to teaching me healthier healthier habits than I thought were healthy. So yeah, and I would say our last tip is the most important tip, and that's something that like we are still working on. We really struggle with this one, which is having good communication because we're both we both like to avoid conflict. But I don't avoid it so much anymore because. Anyone who knows me now knows that if I'm upset with you or you did something to upset me, you're going to know. 
and like not in the sense that I'll yell at you, but I will fully just tell you like, hey, you did this and I didn't really like yeah, that. Yeah, you're good at speaking up in the moment. That's good. Yeah, because I don't ever want to feel like someone is like harboring these like resentment feelings towards me. So I don't do that to other people. It's like, okay, this is the issue. Let's talk about it and I'll move on. And I drop it like it was nothing to me usually. Um, and I think that's the most important thing is like if something's bothering you or you're worried about something or you're not trusting the person so much, just talk to them about it and like just have solid communication. Like I try to tell you every thought that's on my mind. And I just that's why I'm starting a podcast because I just like to talk. But you know, every single thing that I think about all day, every day. And I think that's been the best thing for us because you never have to worry what I'm thinking or what I'm like upset about because, you know, which is good because, uh, you know, in previous relationship, some the person would think of something or see something or who knows what, and then you know Just there would be a rough it. week or something. You know, all of a sudden we're, they're mad at me every day for a week, or we're fighting all the time, and then all of a sudden they bring it up. Yeah, and then you kind of realize like, oh, that's why this week has been going the way it has. So. Uh, it's good that, yeah, Jessica speaks up about everything. She tells me everything right on the spot. And sometimes she just needs to say what's wrong and then that's it. She's happy after. So for me, it's a little bit opposite. I do struggle with that. I definitely say I am the one that struggles with that in our relationship and, you know, makes that, uh, makes our relationship struggle in that way. I guess you could blame it on the fact that you hear some people that know me say, I don't talk much, you know? So I guess this is where it, me think, not talking much could be uh, is toxic. I think most of it just comes down to you're worried about how I'm going to react. And sometimes I react poorly depending on what time of the month you're catching me at and like what kind of day I've had. Like nobody's perfect. I'm not perfect. And I freak out sometimes. We have major blowouts. I have a bad temper as Paulo loves to point out. And sometimes it gets the better of me. But you're really good at coming out and apologizing yeah. after, which I've never experienced. The first time Jessica did that to me, I... I don't even know what I did because I couldn't believe it. Another tip is don't be afraid to apologize when you're wrong. Because right. I, I freak out sometimes and I have trauma and I have things that really trigger me. But I always come back around and say, I am so sorry I yelled at you. Or I'm so sorry I snapped at you because you didn't deserve it. Right. You're really good at uh, we're working together, not against each other. So, But um. As for the communication, just communicate. I know, like I said, I have a hard time opening my mouth sometimes. And uh, I guess you could say a little bit. I still carry a little bit of uh, trauma trauma from the previous relationship where, you know, I wanted to avoid uh, arguments all the time. Or if I did bring up an argument, it just wouldn't go anywhere. You would fight and then you're mad. But for what reason? We didn't solve anything. So, But Jessica is not like that. So that's something I'm still trying to work on as we go okay well that was a lot it was it was all over <laughs> my uh i'll try to collect my train of thought uh better no it was good, it was Hopefully good discussion. Uh, i i made the cut for the next episode so you made the cut because i don't have another option right i just she <laughs> uh i had to search hard at the bottom of the barrel for me so yeah um i also have to i had to make a bet a deal with him so um okay if you made it this far go give us a good rating we love to see your reviews and your ratings go follow us on instagram at the unlikely pod tiktok too same username and 
Yeah. If you don't do that, then I will block Jessica you. Jessica will be upset, and as she threatens, she will cut you out, <laughs> okay, which I've bye. told her is <laughs> not a good thing to say. <laughs> okay, bye.